Social emotional learning, it's the new way. Where culturally responsive meets innovation. Hey, Dominators, my name is Kristen Hopkins, CEO and founder of Dangers of the Mind, a company that identifies the attacks against your everyday thought life that shifts major progress. I'm a social emotional learning expert, curriculum developer, and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of youth and young adults through culturally responsive and culturally affirming resources. Welcome to Dangers of the Mind. Hey guys, welcome back to another Dangers of My episode. On a previous episode, we discussed how educators can celebrate African-American holidays, and I briefly spoke about Juneteenth. So, okay, listen, we like family at this point, and with family, you could get a little transparent and could really speak about what you want. And I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I just learned about Juneteenth maybe like six years ago. And even when I learned about it, it was like, oh, okay. I didn't take it seriously or like a holiday we were really supposed to go all out and celebrate, you know, like July 4th, you know, we turn up, have cookouts, we're always having a good time more than I celebrate Juneteenth. And so it made me feel some type of way when this happened earlier this week, I Googled, why do we celebrate Independence Day? Cause I was just curious, you know, I know why, of course, but like, I wanted to see what was going to pop up. And it was a bunch of articles about the first article on Google had a picture attached to it. And it was really strange because there was no other articles on Google that had pictures right beside it. But the first article that popped up, y'all should try this. Why do we celebrate Independence Day? Was a little white girl with American flag glasses and American flag hat and American flag in her hand. These are the social constructs that have been accepted by society that a little white girl is the American dream and represents America. It wasn't a picture of all races and all people who built this country. It was a little white girl with an American flag, an American hat, and American glasses. Let that sink in. This is why, as African-American people, I must, because I'm not going to even talk about y'all, I must know my history and be committed to sharing this with children and communities across the nation. So this episode is an educational lesson for you and me about Juneteenth. Listen up. Juneteenth is an annual holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States, and it has been celebrated by African-Americans since the late 1800s. But I'm going to be honest with y'all, it hasn't been celebrated around the African-Americans around me because we must have missed the mail ticket. We must have missed the memo. We must have missed it all because we haven't been celebrating this holiday like we should be. This is a holiday where our ancestors fought for us to be free. And we out here just living the American dream and not celebrating Juneteenth. Shame on us. Okay, so if you celebrate, it's a shame on me because I should have celebrated more than I did in the past. But in recent years, and particularly following nationwide protests over police brutality and the deaths of George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, Amar Arbery, and other Black Americans, rest in peace. There was a renewed interest in the day that celebrates freedom. And of course, because we looked up and racial injustice was right in front of our face on every news outlet, on every social media outlet, we could not run from it 
We couldn't hide from it. It was right in front of our face with constant reminders that we are black. And any day now, something can happen to us by just the color of our skin. I remember my Aubrey story. I remember how much it affected me because I run in the mornings and sometimes I run in places that are not my own neighborhood. And one day I remember running, and this is how Black SEL was formed, actually. One day I remember running at 6 a.m. in the morning and I ran, like I was trying to hit a 3.5 mile target, like goal. That was my goal. And I ran a couple streets over and I saw this white man. It was really early in the morning. And the way he looked at me, it brought so much fear to my heart. I never felt that way before with any type of person. And once I passed him, I immediately text somebody and said I was running. I think it was my mother. And I broke down crying. And I mean, I cried like a baby. And it made me realize how much trauma I had from the Ma Aubrey situation that I never even talked about. So here's me as this, you know, thought leader, this change agent, someone that, you know, is fighting for change and out here really traumatized by the things that are happening in the world. So I can only imagine our babies, our young kids, and what they're going through because they're growing up seeing this, thinking this is their norm, right? And so it is so important when we think about these holidays and specifically Juneteenth, because the celebration continues to resonate in new ways for us. And this is giving us a chance to talk about it and celebrate it and spread the message all over the world. So I didn't want to miss out on the opportunity to do that for my listeners. Are you an educator, parent, young professional, or community leader? Well, our Black SEL Summit is for you. Black SEL is a summit that looks to reach, teach, and build a system of strong Black leaders that understand the importance of social and emotional learning and ways to expose and sustain SEL in Black communities. Black SEL will highlight and elevate the educators and voices of African-American people in the social and emotional learning field. We are looking to create healthy dialogue around policy and ways to expose social-emotional learning to surrounding communities and its key stakeholders. Social and emotional learning will not be a trend in the Black communities, but yet we will make this a sustainable tool to advance and heal us one community at a time. This summit will take place on September 30th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. right in Durham, North Carolina, and then our awards banquet starting at 7 p.m. Early bird tickets are on sale right now for only $150. Grab them now before it's too late. Proceeds generated for ticket sales will help build the capacity of the Dangers of My Education Fund. For more information, click the link in the show notes or go to blacksel.org to learn all about our conference and see the full itinerary there. We can't wait to see you. The reason why Juneteenth has gotten so much recognition and exposure lately is because of George Floyd and the verdict and the killing of, you know, his life. And I want to talk about, you know, a brief guide on what we should know about Juneteenth and what that looks like for us. On June 19, 1865, about two months after the Confederate General Robert E. Lee surrendered at Abomattox, Virginia, Gordon Granger, a general arrived in Galveston, Texas to inform enslaved African-Americans of their freedom and that the Civil War had ended. 
General Granger's announcement put into effect the Emancipation Proclamation, which had been issued more than two and a half years earlier on January 1st, 1863 by President Abraham Lincoln. The proclamation declared that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious states are and henceforward shall be free. But in reality, the Emancipation Proclamation didn't instantly free any enslaved people. The proclamation only applied to places under Confederate control and not to slaveholding border states or rebel areas already under Union control. However, as Northern troops advanced in the Confederate South, many enslaved people fell behind Union lines. In Texas, slavery had continued as the state experienced no large-scale fighting or significant presence of Union troops. Many enslavers from outside the Lone Star State had moved there as they viewed it as a safe haven from slavery. After the war came to close in the spring of 1865, General Granger's arrival in Gaveston that June signaled freedom for Texas, 250,000 enslaved people. Although emancipation didn't happen overnight for everyone, in some cases, enslavers withheld the information until after harvest season, celebrations broke out among newly freed people everywhere and Juneteenth was born. That December, slavery in America was formally abolished with the adoption of the 13th Amendment. The year following 1865, freedmen in Texas organized the first of what became the annual celebration of Jubilee Day, y'all, on June 19th. In further decades, Juneteenth commemoration featured music, barbecues, prayer services, and other activities. And as Black people migrated from Texas to other parts of the country, Juneteenth tradition spread. So wait, let's pause, y'all. I knew cookouts was a Black thing. Man, give us our flowers because can't nobody do a cookout like better than a Black person in their family, okay? I hope your cookouts have a whole new meaning, even if it's not on Juneteenth, because baby, we invented the gatherings, okay? It's in us to gather. It was how we affirmed each other, how we fellowshiped, how we built community. And you always see Black people turned up, right? You know you love a good cookout, and it makes a lot of sense now. We free, and it started because of us. The original celebration became an annual one, y'all, and it grew in popularity over the years with the additional of a descendants, according to Juneteenth.com, which tracks the celebration. I want y'all to visit that. Do your part and visit Juneteenth.com because it gives you a lot of information on Juneteenth and why we celebrate. The day was celebrated by praying and bringing families together. Listen, prayer changes things, and we know that. I was raised in the church. I was raised with my mama in the church all day, every day, okay? And it was a beautiful thing for me because I think that in the Black community, church was community. Like, it was how we grew up. It was what our faith was depended on. It was, like, who we were as people. And so sometimes I think that we forget about that. And we forget about coming together and just understanding the importance of faith because that's all our ancestors had was faith, y'all. That's all they stood on. The day was celebrated by praying and bringing families together. And some celebrations on this day, men and women who have been enslaved and their descendants made an annual pilgrimage back to Galveston. Celebrations reached new heights in 1872 when a group of African-American ministers and businessmen in Houston purchased 10 acres of land and created Emancipation Park. Now I want to go visit the park, y'all. I even know about this park. What? Like what? And then even thinking about bringing my family, when I have a family, 
you know, God willing, when my family comes, you know, when it all settles, when your girl settles down, okay, I'm going to bring my children to this park and I want to bring them to Galveston. This is deep history. So this space was intended to hold the city's annual Juneteenth celebration. I cannot wait. I'm going to try to see what's going on this Juneteenth because this is amazing. Okay. Previous efforts have failed to make this a national holiday, but guess what? It was done in 2021. On June 17, 2021, it became the 11th holiday recognized by the federal government. The Senate on June 15 passed a bill to recognize the day and the House approved the measure the next day. President Biden signed the bill into law and the day after immediately giving federal employees the day off this year. Listen, y'all, we can always use another day off, but it's beautiful that President Biden thought that this was something that was marked a landmark in his historical presidential journey. So thank you, President Biden, for that one, because we appreciate you recognizing this. It's been a long time coming, but I thank you for the progress to recognize Juneteenth. In 1980, Texas became the first state to designate Juneteenth as a holiday, though. The recognition is largely symbolic. And since then, at least 45 states and the District of Columbia have moved to officially recognizing this day. Listen, y'all, we coming up. This is beautiful. People are recognizing our day now because I'm calling it our day because I'm claiming this day now. Okay, I'm celebrating this moving forward. I hope you are, too. Even the New York Stock Exchange will not close Friday for Juneteenth this year, but will evaluate a closing market for the holiday in 2022. So it is important that people are starting to recognize our holiday because we fought so hard to get here, y'all. So I hope, just like me, you have found a new love for Juneteenth and how hard African-American leaders have fought to get this day recognized. So y'all always know I have a call to action, whatever race you are, but especially African-American, because y'all made me, listen, I'm out here embarrassing myself telling y'all that I didn't know Juneteenth. So if you can connect with me, I want you to just, you know, do a high five, amen, reach out to me on Dangers of My Instagram and say, listen, you inspired me, sis. I listened to your episode and now I'm going to celebrate because you've informed me of this holiday and the importance of it. So I challenge you to go educate someone on Juneteenth and make this a celebration with your family and friends. I just provided you with a simple alley-oop, an alley-oop, y'all, to practice self-awareness and learn more about your identity. And once you do, go share with your community. Use this as a day to encourage, affirm, strengthen, fellowship, and build healthy communities. This shouldn't just be another turn-up cookout, but make sure that you educate people as you're partying with people, all right? This is the best way to turn up. This wraps up another Dangers of My episode. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share with your friends. As always, keep dominating. This message is brought to you by the Black Student Experience. The current education system is dominated by political narratives that devalue the very people that our schools are supposed to serve. Students, teachers, administrators, and staff are left underpaid and undersupported while scapegoated for the systemic problems facing these institutions. More specifically, this manifests in our youth today disproportionately black and other marginalized identities being suspended and over-disciplined, teachers burning out and left without the tools to even manage a classroom. 
The Black Student Experience is a safe space to develop Black students' social and emotional skills while hearing their voices, their true voices, on what lived civics looks like from their perspective. Join us for our Black Student Experience event as we build community and listen to the social and emotional needs of our Black youth. Click the details in the show notes for more.